0: Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, Social Media Strategist and Management.
1: And me, Emer Duffy, of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer.
0: So, if you're confused about social media,
1: or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on
0: Let's Get Social.
1: Friday. How's it going there, Mr. Twyford?
0: Friday. Friday, uh, Yeah, favourite day of the week, as you know, Eimer. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, um
1: Is it because you, you're always talking to me on a Friday?
0: Yeah, well, I tell you, you're really pushing the boundaries <laughs> there of uh, illusion there, Eimer.
1: Uh, uh I thought you'd be, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> it might be a bit of a new year. <gasps> R-E-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, as in resolutions, not going there. Um, maybe that could be a new resolution for you. Oh, i
0: know look i do love talking <laughs> you know like in in small doses you know so say.
1: yeah i Yeah, let to get you lots more coffee then um <laughs> actually talking of new year resolutions um i have tried to give up coffee and i have right. tried to get coffee
0: is yeah. like no do not give up coffee
1: i know making time uh the yeah. The tea lady herself uh, would probably go, "No, do give up the coffee. Mm. Remember when she was on the show, uh, God last year.
0: That's right, yeah, baking. Yeah. no doubt we will have her back on this year, you know yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep hoping she's gonna bring out a coffee line, but anyway, um and uh, the other one was I was trying to get more f i t no pun intended, uh, fit as in doing more. What about yourself? Well, you're always on your bike. God.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, like not to blow my own trumpet, but I am super fit. Like when I look in the mirror, I don't see a 50 year old. I definitely see 49. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so. I would have said maybe 40, <laughs> but anyway, there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your new resolution. Be nicer to me. Right?
1: <laughs> you know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but anyway, um, talking of getting fit, I know you're into your apps like Strava and all this kind of stuff. But yes. I came across Google Fit. All oh, right, uh, you know, yeah, why Google's taking over the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it actually is supposed to help you with your workouts. So oh, right. it gives you like insights and data, such as your heart rate, speed, all your you know running and walking and even bike rides. And um, you can have set goals and monitor them, supposedly. Um, as you can see, I've only ventured to download in the app. I haven't gone very far with it.
0: Yeah, you um, have to use it, Emer. You know, you have to actually go out and do a workout for this to actually work.
1: I, well, I, I'm just thinking it might just look good. I was sitting on my phone and people think <laughs> I'm actually trying to be fit. But anyway, um, so uh, it supposedly does, uh, you can connect it to other apps. So like the one we were talking about, like your Strava. And also something I actually used to use, but I must maybe get back into it, is my Fitness Pal. Really mm. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever used Fitness Pal because you can do your diet and all kind of thing? Especially January, I'm thinking. You know, you know.
0: I have used it. It's very good. You literally, it has every every type of branded food. Mm. And now, I suppose you know, me being a bit of a nerdy when it comes to the fitness, you know, sometimes you know it can equate say too much sugar, even though you might be just be focusing on maybe a bit more fruit. and it also, there is a, a, a quite a, a large kind of focus on your, your BMI, your body mass index, you know, where the whole kind of debate over fat, you know, weighs less than muscle, you know, all that kind of stuff. I so,
1: always said I was big boned.
0: Yeah. You know, well, listen, you know, go by inches. <gasps> if the waist is getting smaller and those pants are not as tight, you're doing something right. And that rhymed. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I think I'm back on the coffee after
0: this. Yeah, I yeah. I think it needs more of yeah. the coffee. Yeah. yeah, I'm going
1: to need more of a coffee now, actually, because um, I know what's coming up.
0: But yeah, it's like I've been kind of like getting prepared. My New Year's resolution is to bring you even more terrible jokes. And I think I've succeeded with today's joke. Okay, um,
1: go on. Prove
0: it. Uh, I, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite topical as well. So hopefully our guest oh. appreciates this. Okay. Um, okay. What do a group of whales love to listen to on long journeys? I don't
1: know. It's not your jokes, anyway.
0: No. Don't they love to listen to podcasts? Oh. You know, whale pods. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, brutal. I know. I know. I know.
1: Oh, I'm never going to lose track of these jokes. Am I? No, 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 no. But anyway, as I always say, if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, please no 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 he's real? on a roll he's again yes. and it's january Got a lot another year of this oh god <laughs> but anyway all right you are in luck you can catch philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on let's get social podcast on podbeam itunes spotify and the dublin Side fm website so do go check them out and uh talking to podcasts philip um, there We have somebody in the hot seat today um, who I'm mm-hmm. sure will teach us a thing or two. We have with us a Charlotte Foster of Charlotte Foster Podcasts. And uh, she's a podcast creator and consultant, having spent 20 years as a broadcast journalist in radio for like the BBC, uh, Five Live, yeah. BBC. BBC, the BBC, BBC local radio, and other local and regional radio stations we're up against today. She's probably going to pick holes in us now. What do you see? Um, she Definitely fell into joking, podcasting though. a bit like us and started <laughs> after starting her own hobby podcast. And the rest, as I say, is history.
0: Yeah. And like Charlotte, will help you create your podcast series so you can grow your audience. We might need your help. Mm -hmm. Increase your clients and start telling everybody about your amazing podcast. And without further ado, welcome Charlotte Foster to Let's Get Social.
2: Oh, thank you very much. It's really odd being on this side of the desk because I'm so used to being the person asking the questions. So this is a a new-ish experience for me. So I'm looking forward to this.
1: So I was going to say, Charlotte, what did you think before we kick things off? I always ask, what's your opinion of our hashtag social media comedian? I like it because it's intriguing. People will be like, oh, what's that then?
2: I don't understand this. And then they go on and then you'll find out more. So no, I like it. It's good because um, I'm a big fan of getting people interested, but also saying exactly what it is at the same time. Oh, like us, a good yeah. point.
0: Yeah. And I know you were absolutely in hysterics, Charlotte, because you had your microphone off. I know it was muted, but I, I heard you. I heard you.
2: <laughs> Have absolutely. Me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't be using that joke. You can keep it.
0: Oh.
1: Um, oh, you're pretty feeling today. Because oh. everyone says to me, like, oh, I'm going to take that joke off now, you know, and, and uh, use that. <laughs> Fine, so, Charlotte. Um, we, maybe, we, maybe we can charm around in other ways. <laughs> so, Charlotte, it's great to have you. Um, I'm amazed at your background, you know, like uh, working for the BBC and all. Can you tell us a bit more about your days in radio? Like then and how things maybe have changed now. Oh gosh, yes. So my first experience behind a
2: microphone was um, in 1997. Wow. I, wa- I, I walked up to a community. In the old days, last century, there was cable television and there were some local TV stations. Mm. And there was a local TV station to me called Thames Valley Television, not to be confused with Thames Valley TV you know the the production not them at all and they were based at the the college down the road from me and I walked up to them me being me and said I want to be a journalist can I come and do some work experience with you to which they went oh my goodness we've got someone who wants to do some work for us for free she can have a show literally that was it and wow. it was a bit like the broom cupboard from children's TV with um, (laughs) Philip Schofield and Gordon, the gopher, Ed the duck, all of that sort of thing. But I also describe it as being a bit like Wayne's World, but without the budget that Wayne's World had. It was literally me in a tiny cupboard with a radio desk and a fixed camera looking at me the whole time. And I was allowed for two hours to play whatever music I wanted, which I bought in in my seat with my own CDs mm. and I, and just chat to people. So that's what I did throughout. That was when I was in sixth form. So that was really exciting and really cool. And it was from that point onwards that I just went, radio is... Is my thing. I like talking. Wow. that's probably why I like it as well. Because you know, yeah, like that's no, great. Just great. to just
0: to chatter to people and stuff, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get to meet people you would never meet in real life, and you just come across all these sorts of people. Mm. So that's how I started. I had my first paid job in, and I love this because it all comes sort of full circle. I had my first paid job at a radio station called Signal One in Stoke-on-Trent. And what's lovely about that is my last paid job in radio was also in Stoke on Trent so I kind of like that I've sort of come full circle mm. it was a two person of three people on that news team and I would just go in on a friday and help out with the, the stuff to get everything ready for the weekend and monday because you're always working ahead of time you it, mm. people might mm. this is everything when i was used to read the news people would say to me oh you only work for 3 minutes an hour that's all you do what do you do for the rest of the time and you're sitting there going, well <laughs> getting everything <No>. else ready and <laughs> say <so that's intense, laughs> hours on on the bulletin's desk. So I stayed in commercial radio for quite a while because I absolutely loved it. I've worked in every region pretty much in England, um, Northeast, Northwest, uh, Southern counties. The only place I haven't really explored is the Southwest, um, a bit across the Midlands, East and West as well. And in commercial radio, it's a really—it certainly was—a really scaled back operation. So there'd be two people in a news team, and you're providing bulletins from half past six in the morning till six o'clock at night, plus doing everything else that's that's meant to be going on. Um, and I loved that. I absolutely loved it. It was just always on the go you don't know from one day to the next you don't know what's going to happen yes you plan in advance you go well there's the diary stories so the diary stories are things that happen or you know are happening so you get a press release about it or you know that there's you know when i worked in scarborough we would every summer we would talk about the tourism what you know if it was bad weather forecast you'd go and talk to the hotels and say oh well, how is this going to affect you it's that kind of thing those are the diary stories mm. but then you'd also get uh, you'd get stuff coming into you and you'd you'd hear about um In fact, I was in Scarborough last uh, a couple of weeks ago to um, to just have a bit of a holiday because I love it there. Yeah, and I was walking along with my husband, and I went, "Gosh, this is the site where it's a really, really sad story." a girl got swept out to sea. And I remember I was standing on the side of the, on the promenade, what, looking at this rescue going on that was happening. And it's things like that, that you don't know are going to happen. It was a Sunday afternoon, a lovely Sunday afternoon. And I just got the call and I was straight on down to the seafront doing the reporting. Wow, and That's, that's wow. what I love about it. It's that so, And it's so immediate as well. You yeah. don't have to worry about your hair. You don't have to worry what you look like. Oh, I like that. Radio. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how it used to be. Now <laughs> it's you've got to be in everything. So you've got you're going you go to a story, you've got to do a video for social media, you've got to do the report for uh, your radio, and then you've got to be updating all the social media channels as well. And then sometimes mm. you're out there videoing for the TV as well. Cause we can all do that on our phones. Yeah. So previously, yeah, it didn't matter what my hair looked like. Now, hmm it doesn't matter what your
1: hair looks like oh well Philip's always uh, video ready with his hair
0: it's, it's a grooming routine yeah it's mm, a, mm. You, you need to be um, professional you know
1: I think <laughs> thanks very, very much <laughs> did,
0: I, did I say you don't look professional you
1: know? oh I'm saying nothing I'm saying nothing Um, but it's funny because you know as you say like years ago like you didn't have to worry now you have to be a multitasker you You know there's no there's no
2: jobs anymore that are just radio journalist or or TV journalist it is multimedia it is Or you have to be able to do you have to be able to write for online you have to be Mm. able to to produce for radio and you have to be able to produce for tv and it's right because there was so many jokes about the um, how many bbc journalists does it take to turn up to a story type thing because you'd have someone from online you'd have someone from the tv then you'd have someone from radio then you'd have someone from network and then Mm. you'd have the tv reporter from network coming along as well and you'd be just there going there's more people here from the bbc than there is actually involved in the actual story or a stuff like that so I think it's right that that stuff is getting streamlined and like I said I think I have done pretty much every job that there is to do in radio yeah. uh, I've done everything from like, like making the tea on work experience answering the phones um, for when you just when people are calling in I've done presenting I've done reporting from the scene I've done reporting when you're doing like the not the live reporting such, but the pre-recorded reporting. I've done the news bulletins. I've done, yeah. Uh, and I've produced the shows as well. So I've been that silent person that nobody hears or sees except for the presenter. And you're telling them to shut up, move on. This is boring now. Come on, sort this out. You've got five seconds to the news, hurry up. All that sort of thing. it's um, like, Philip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you'd be saying that to Philip. <laughs> move move on. on. Move on.
1: So, no <laughs> one, Go
0: on, Philip.
1: Move on. Move on.
0: Move on. Um, well, speaking of moving on, uh, like Charlotte, obviously, it's it's great to have you on the show. And we wanted to talk to you about obviously podcasting uh, because mm. podcasting is a form of content has really exploded in recent years. And, Mm. you know, we've seen it very much from our own radio show, turning it into a podcast has really gained us a huge amount of traction and more followers. So I suppose really just to kick it off, you know, business listening to the show, they want to maybe start a podcast, you know, where do they start? You know, uh, should you have a, a focused topic or industry or what would you normally advise?
2: There's a few steps that I go through with people if they come to me, because two years ago, I was telling people what podcasts were. And mm-hmm. now people are coming to me going, I want to start a podcast. So I've sort of had to sort of sit down with people and go, my first question is always that I want people to answer is why are you starting the podcast? Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a really obvious question, but until you know why you want to start the podcast and what success means for you for that podcast, there's no point starting at all. You need to know what it is that you want to achieve with that podcast. So is it that you want to gain thousands of followers? You want to increase your online audience? You want to increase your sales? Is it that you want to gain authority? Is it that you want to just have a place where you can it's as a content provider for you, so you you're putting your content in a podcast, and then you're getting it transcribed into a blog, and then you move it on on from there. Do you want to video the podcasts while you're doing them, and then you've got you know you've got the video, the audio, and you've got the written stuff as well. So, and you need to know what success looks like. So, is success getting a client? Is success getting ten clients? Is success getting booked as a speaker somewhere? Is what you need to know all of that. Before you can then move on as to what the rest will do, so that that's my that's my anchor question. Whenever anyone comes to me, that's what we start with, and then we move on from there.
0: Really,
1: I uh, would exactly. So I would I would agree with you because, like, I mean, when you do start out, not even just podcasts, but I mean, if you're going to say start a YouTube channel, maybe, yeah, um, any, be, you any, know?
0: any kind of marketing, you know, why mm. start with your why, you know? So
1: yeah, 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 and then yeah. um and then it's like it's not so much you know okay you're going great I'm going to do a podcast. I mean, what advice to give to people about like, you know, coming up with a name? Now our show came up by two uh, angles. I uh, said so to Philip, let's do something where it has to be about the theme of what we're going to do, but then how people can understand it. So we kind of went, let's get social as in getting it and let's mm-hmm. be so, like, get social as in being social in a sense with who you're on the show with, you know, that way. So being sociable. Um, so what, yeah. what advice do you give people? They're kind of trying to come up with a name for their podcast. Have you any interesting stories? Funny enough. <laughs> My podcast titles are what I tell people not to do. So
2: <laughs> this is a, <laughs> I am a terrible at this because I tell people, right? What you really, really need to do is you don't want to be too clever. You want to have, you know, the whole Ron sale attitude. Make sure your podcast title tells people what it is you do so that when they're scrolling on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, Mm. wherever they're scrolling... And they're searching, and you know, because people are using podcast players as search engines now, in the same way we use YouTube as a search engine when we're looking for an answer to something. Same way we we're looking for something, we search on Amazon, don't we? That's that's mm. almost like an unofficial search
1: engine. We don't look if we're looking for something to buy, so often. Uh, we often we that's to Amazon. Just to let you know, Charlotte, you don't bring up Amazon in front of <laughs> Philip because he's <laughs> continuously on it. Yeah, so, get
0: me going, Charlotte. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: lots of people will start off
2: their search for something to buy on Amazon, and then they'll go elsewhere. It's really interesting mm. how it's mm. becoming a, like a, a, ser- a search engine. Yeah, so you've got to expect that faces such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts are going to start acting like search engines. Mm. So, if you want people to find your podcast. And it to be there, you need to be having your podcast title explaining exactly what your podcast is.
1: Hmm. So, so like, I mean, sorry, I was going to say, do you mean like the, you name the show? Name the show. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: so for um, example,
1: podcasts that I listen to,
2: there's one called the Podcast Engineering Show. What do you think that's about? Hmm. You know exactly what it's about. Yeah. Uh, Another one, a friend of mine runs this one, actually. It's the Casual Birder podcast. So you know it's for people who are interested in bird watching but aren't big geeks about it. It's people who've got a casual interest in it. Mm. And then, of course, um, there is Griefcast as well, which has won awards for being just fabulous. But you know that they're going to be talking about grief. Mm. They are just three examples of what I think are really good Uh, podcast titles because you know exactly what they're going to do. You can be a little bit more exciting, I guess, or experimental or crazy with your podcast episode titles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quite often I'll just use, if I've got an interview with someone, I will use a quote from them to title the episode because you know, women's magazines You see them in a supermarket Mm -hmm. and they'll have those ridiculously amazing headlines. Like, my brother is my uncle or something utterly ridiculous. You know the ones I mean? And you just look at them you go, I want to know more about that. That's what you want your podcast episode titles to be like. You want them to really hook people in, really grab people and go, my word, tell me more. I am interested but I'm not going to tell you I'm interested in something as, as crazy as that, but I am interested. But yeah, so that's how I recommend people do And think about the headlines on tabloid newspapers, how clever they can be sometimes as well. That's where you can have your expression, I say, in the episodes, but make sure you're, what, you're, what you call your podcast is there. The only thing I would also say is as more and more people are Getting into podcasting. And I imagine there'll be lots coming out right now because it'll be people's New Year's resolutions to to start pushing their podcast out and to start actually doing it. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'd say is there are lots of podcasts that have very similar titles, and you don't want to fall into that trap. You don't want your podcast to sound like somebody else's because people will get confused. Mm -hmm. Go and look on Apple Podcasts. There are hundreds, I reckon, of podcasts that have got the title. We've got coffee in the title, a coffee with Charlotte, a coffee and a chat. Charlotte has a coffee with. It's all all a variety of those
0: coffee with uh, Emer.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, they'll, but, it, but there's so many of them out there. It kind of you you get you'll get lost in in the mixture of that and chat. I've just said it as well. Chat is another one that people have um have a lot in their title. So try to be original, but also make it. Really obvious what it is that your podcast is going to do.
0: Now, the the, the next question I'm going to ask you, Charlotte, could be a, a bone of contention, you know. Um, mm. you know, when you're hosting, uh, should you go solo or have a partner in crime? Or oh, it depends.
1: It I'd be, very, depends. I'd be, very
2: cur- be very careful, Charlotte. <laughs> every what I love about podcasting is pretty much every question can be answered with, well, it depends. <laughs> It's brilliant. I like I, can get you, away I with like it. You. I can get away with murder here. Well, yep. <laughs> it depends. It really, really does depend on what, again, what you want from your podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you are a solo entrepreneur, let's say, then absolutely you want to be on your own because you are showing off you, mm-hmm. I would say in this sense. If there's a couple of you in your business and you're both prominent or there's a couple of you who, you know, you've got an agency or something, whatever, then absolutely be on it together. Or if it makes sense for two of you to come together to promote the two, the, like the different things that, the, that you do, but it works really well together. You're like a, like a power team or a team, <gasps> you know, you quite I I like to each. We're a power team. Power team yep. is a great phrase. I like it. Yep. And then, yeah, absolutely come together and work together and show off and complement each other. It's about complementing each other. Working on your own and working with a co-host are very, very different. On your own, it's just you. You don't have to worry about anyone else's schedule. You don't have to worry about if they're in a grump and don't really want to do it that day. You don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. But you do have to come up with it on your own. You Mm. do have to work out what you're saying and it's all, the burden is all on you. When you're doing it together, you can bounce off each other, you can riff off each other, you can come up with more ideas together and if you are having an off day if you've got a good relationship with your co-host, which you really should have, you can just say, I'm having a bit of an off day. You know, I might need a bit of a a boost kind of thing. And then you could hopefully work together. Mm. What I would say though, is if you do have, if you are a co-host, then when you're planning your episode, each person needs to understand what they are doing in that episode, what their responsibility is, what their role is, and who's going who's to say this section, who's going to lead that section, who's going to ask those questions, and get it done before you start recording. Otherwise, it makes a really messy recording and a hideous edit afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I always say, I don't take Philip seriously. I don't think he (laughs) takes me seriously either. But anyway, um, first first I heard (laughs) (laughs) he thought he was working with a professional. But anyway, Um, but I I also think it could be down to also the industry you're in. I mean, if it's a serious industry, you know, you might be happier being on your own, wouldn't you? Um, Where if it's more you know, less serious, you know, maybe it's, you know, a theme, like, I don't know, whatever industry you're in, you know, say you're in tourism, it might be nice to have somebody else that would be out and about, Um, you take turns, you know, and then come back and talk about things like, you know, something maybe you've seen. I don't know. What, what would you well, say, like Charlotte? That.
2: Yeah, I like that. I think uh, especially travel, and the, the year travel had uh, yeah, in 2020, I know. then absolutely getting together and working together would be a great mm. idea. And again, it's those referral partners that you have for each other as well. That's That would be a great option to sort of to come together. But mm-hmm. don't forget, you can do a lot of that with guests as well, or you could have little pop-up guests. Um, I know a lot of people worry that, they don't, that they've got to book a guest and that guest's got to be around for... Two hours or whatever. Mm. Get people to so for last year at Halloween, I got people to record uh, their podcast nightmares. So I did a little Halloween spooky show, and oh, all nice. and I got I had loads of guests on talking. Just into I got them to record on their mobile phones, just a couple of minutes of this was my Halloween, This was my podcast nightmare. So I put some spooky music on it. It was just a bit of a fun episode, but I managed to get lots of different guests. By but I didn't have to interview them all. I just got them all to do it themselves. So that's a way of getting another voice on as well. It's just asking people to kind of pop on and, um, contribute rather than be a contributor rather than a guest there's all sorts of different ways you can sort of call that's a good, actually a, a very good angle
1: as you say you might not be able to get the person you want for that amount of time but if you had them as you say pop in um they're not going to hang around for too long and it might work and everybody's busy so as you say it's trying to ha- trying to get somebody booked in can be the, ch- the biggest challenge rather yes than, yeah 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 I've done uh, podcast episodes about guests. In fact,
2: I did a whole month of how to get you, how to deal with guests on your podcast. <laughs> it's a tricky
1: one. Talking about actually episode formats, um, how long should you have a show? Is it like, should you have it for half an hour, hour, two hours? What is it? Um, and because there's a lot of people out there going, oh, I don't know how long I could be on for. You know what I mean? Could I do one for half an hour, one for an hour, whatever? Um, and is there like some sort of template, like, you know, like you have a teaser? you know, intro music, you know, you're welcome, your interview. What's your take on that? I mean, is there something that would, you know, like a, a plan of action for your show? You can guess what I'm going to say now. It depends. It, depends. it, depends. <laughs> it, it all
2: depends. No, in all seriousness, th- th- this is now my new most asked question is how long should my podcast be? And I give probably the most frustrating answer to everybody. It is as long as it is interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Going back to my radio days, I was very much against the clock always. There was always a clock in front of me. There was a clock on my laptop as well. All of them having different countdowns and stuff because I knew that at the top of the hour, I had to hit the news bang on because it would start whether I was ready or not. At three minutes past, if I was reading the news bulletin, I had to stop at three minutes past whether I was finished or not because the next show would kick in. I knew that I had to be on the travel for when I was presenting, I had to be our travel at between 21 minutes and 23 minutes past the hour because that was the window we had. So everything had to be timed to within seconds to make sure that it hit the right bits at the right time. Mm-hmm. So we did have to sort of set time limits. And what I love about podcasting is you don't have to set a time limit. You don't have to hit those those junctions. You don't have to hit that time at any point. It is up to you. So as long as your podcast is interesting keep it going. Now for me because I'm do I do a solo podcast. I also have guests on every now and again, but my podcast is generally a solo podcast. And so it tends to be naturally between 15 and 20 minutes because that's how long I tend to talk for. Mm-hmm. There is a school of thought that says your podcast should be as long as a commute. Well, we're not really commuting as much as we have been no. recently. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And I kind of disagree with that on the grounds that people have attention spans and that's okay. And we we, we will stick to them because you don't pick up a book and go, oh, well, wow, look, it's 500 pages. I'm not going to finish that in one sitting. I'm, I'm not going to start it. Mm-hmm. There's so many podcasts I listen to and I, it's, they're on my phone, go in the car, the Bluetooth connects in, it starts, I get to where I'm going. I get out and the next time I get in my car, it picks it up where I left off and I don't miss out on anything. Now, there have been a couple of podcasts where I've sat in my car until the end, even though I didn't need to. Sort of that, that's then that's the moment you're, you're really aiming for. Uh, certainly, that's what we did in radio. Like you want to keep people in the car, make them late for work because it was live and you couldn't go back to it. And in podcasts, if you can do that, when people have the have the ability to take it with them, they don't have to sit in the car and wait for it to end. If you can keep that person listening, then that is when you know you've hit the golden the golden mark. Um, but absolutely, be as long as you want. And again, with format, there's no rules. There there aren't rules in podcasting. Well, there's some. Don't don't go around libelling people. Don't go around copying people or anything. You know, none of that sort of stuff. But when it comes to sort of things like format, absolutely, just chuck it out the window and do what you want. See what works. See what reaction you get from people, and. Make it up. There's some really exciting uh, podcasts out there that, pe- that people are just going, All right, I'll, I'll do this then. I'll just try this. Mm. I will, you know, there's people that do two minute podcasts and they do them daily. There's people that do five hour long podcasts. Wow. Which is a long, you look at that and you go, Five hours. But then I think, Well, If you're going out for a walk every day, you go, right, well, that's the only time I'm going to listen to the podcast is that makes me get out and do my walk every day when I listen to my podcasts. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of chucking all the normal rules out of the window and trying something new because people will start to follow you. Uh, when you think about it, Serial is probably one of the podcasts. I call it everyone's gateway podcast drug is what people started listening to Serial. And that changed, you know, there's now so many true crime podcasts and that was down to Serial breaking the mold a little bit. So you can push yourself on by and push podcasting on by doing something completely different if you wanted to. Yeah,
0: because we... Um... We went our own educational journey because when we started with the radio show, and obviously that would have transcribed into the podcast, we kind of started with half an hour shows. Mm. It was just myself and Emer. And then we sort of ventured into having a guest. And then, but we discovered that we had so much conversation with the guests and that we were having so much back and forth and banter and the conversation was flowing that we suddenly realized that we need to extend this to an hour because... Mm the guest was really enjoying us and we were really enjoying us. And then the audience really enjoyed it. So it just kind of trans, kind of, transferred into us m- requesting that we go longer. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I think you just find your 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 way and you learn and you test. And we tested with the jokes and the audience seems to love it. The guests seem to least love so- it.
1: At least somebody does. <laughs> well,
0: that's why that's I keep telling myself anyway. So, uh, um, that's you tell them. <laughs> So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh... I, do,
2: I do really like the fact that you have that little introduction and then you have the joke because it sets people along a, a path as such they know it it's becomes part of the, the listening experience. Yes. When I drive my car and I listen to the radio, I knew if I, if I was going to the gym for a class, I knew that if I hadn't got to a certain junction by the time the travel came on, let's say, mm. then I wasn't going to get to the gym class on time. And people don't look at the clock very much but they 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 have signals. It's why you have uh, the news at the top of the hour because it happens every time at the top of the hour, the bottom of the hour as well. Mm. People go, right, I need to be out of the house before this this news ends, or I need to be out of the house before the news starts, or I need to be out of the house before I hear that competition coming mm. back again. It's people, you know, work themselves along that. So if you do want to have a formula that people understand if you, if you're hoping that people will listen to you at the same time every day and become part of people's routines. Cause that's, that's part of it as well. That's what I love about podcasting is you release on the same day each week and then you become part of people's routines because they'll go, right. It's uh, Friday. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to my favorite podcast when I do my run, because that means I get out on my fr- 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 Friday run when nobody wants to go for a run on a Friday. Cause you want to go to the pub, right? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Or you want to just sit in with a glass of wine, whichever is appropriate.
0: Yeah,
1: yes. Well, you definitely need a drink when you're listening to Philip's uh, jokes, but that's another story.
0: (laughs) Um, Now, I suppose, like, you know, you did obviously mention um, about from a business perspective where somebody wants to start a podcast, you know, nail down your why, you know. And so you've nailed down your why. From, say, planning and strategy, then suddenly we're going to do this. Um, where do you sort of take someone then? Like, is it case okay? Like I know in myself and Emer's case, we looked at strategy from, say, the content, but we sort of, what we did was we made sure that we had at least five shows this was when it was just myself and Emer before we guess we had five shows scripted out already. Um, what would be your advice? You've got your why, you're now ready to go uh, from that planning strategy side. What would be your advice before you hit the airwaves?
2: I get my clients to come up with a podcast brief, which essentially is, I want I want them to have a mission statement. So, a couple of sentences explaining exactly what is the point of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Then you have like a little presenter bio. Then you have a format. So you've decided what format your podcast is going to take. I want you to decide whether it's going to be solo monologues. Whether you're going to have guests. Is it going to be co-hosts? Is it a mixture? Because that's allowed as well. You know, don't don't think that you've said right. I'm going to do solo monologues, and that's all it's going to be. I'm not going to have any guests ever again. Fine. You can do whatever you can do what you want to do. Um, Then you decide who is listening. And then you you need to write down what your problem is going to be that you're solving because you're solving a problem for someone. That problem could be they're bored and they need entertaining. It could be they're stuck because they want to start a podcast and they don't know where to start. So they'd listen to my podcast, just, mm-hmm. you know, just as a thought and, or it could be, so there's so many different reasons that the problem is. It doesn't have to be like a, a business problem, but obviously if it's a business podcast, it wants to become mm. a business problem. And then I also get them to write down the length of the podcast. Now, having just told you the podcast should be as long as it needs to be, I um, also have sort of said, you know, the podcast length is as long as it is interesting. And then I sort of put solo episodes are around 20 minutes, otherwise Charlotte will talk too much. Guest episodes, it depends on the quality of the guest or their time restraints. So I've got it all set down, ready. And that is kind of... Because I've got my listener there, and I I give my listener a name. I'm so I'm very much uh, into that kind, that having that one listener. Because you're always talking to that one listener.
0: Yeah,
2: and yeah. you'll have more than one listener. I promise you, because I'll listen to them as well. And you are talking to that listener. And when I get stuck for what I want to talk about or what content I want to put in, I have a conversation, a real life out out loud conversation with Jo, that's her name, who listens to my podcast. And we'll talk about whether this is an issue for her or not. And I find having that all in one place is just really useful to keep me focused and to keep me on track. Because what we do next is I get people to just brainstorm for five, 10 minutes every single thing that they think they might want to talk about so it's all of the topics that they know that are connected to what their podcast is what their why is all of those topics those questions that people ask you all the time so i did an i did an episode on how long should your podcast be because that is my broken record question so it's things like that and then keep in mind your listeners end goal so what problem are you solving the whole time and i get people to do Five ten minutes of just putting everything down there's literally there's no there's no word that shouldn't be there there's no answer that 's silly it 's just every single thing and then we kind of connect the dots a little bit so if you 've got a uh, podcasts or topics that are sort of like based on how to have a podcast guest, what do I ask a podcast guest and you go, well, okay, that belongs together that works together, sort of batch them up into. Themes like big themes, and you got your, and then see if there's any sub themes that you haven't thought about from them. And I get people to then come up with ten episode themes. They don't have to be titles yet, but they're ten sort of core things that they're going to talk about on that episode. And that ten is the basis of your either your first ten if you're going to be doing an ongoing podcast that goes on for without breaks or any. I know in America we call them seasons, but I'm still sticking to series. uh, I agree. I I just can't, I can't do it. I can't call them seasons. I just, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm showing my age and I'm showing everything. But so if you're going to, if you're going to do podcast series, Mm -hmm. then getting them, batching them in 10 and just going, right. And getting them all ready, it works. And then you can go, right. So these are the ones, which, which, Ten should go first, which ten should go second. You don't have to plan out every single one, but just have an idea. Mm. Get that it, it, you know. In when you're watching the soaps, they plot out story arcs, don't they? So you've got mm. a beginning, a middle, and an end. Then you might have some smaller arcs over in in between those bits as well. But overall, you've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. So I want your ten to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But I also want. Those blocks of 10 to have a beginning, a middle, and an end as well. well not necessarily an end, but just a flow to f- flow forwards. And then once we've done that, we then move on to the nitty gritty of actually figuring out what we're going to say in those episodes. There's a lot of pre planning with me mm-hmm. on the grounds that it makes the whole process so much easier. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to pre plan every single time as such once you've got it in your head. But this is what I
1: do when I do, this is the process
2: that I go through.
1: Brilliant. You know, I think it is important because like, mm. I mean, even th- I, now you've got me thinking about series. Um, like when you go onto Netflix, you go in and you look at, you know, mm. you go in and you see all the the episodes um, of the show or whatever you're going to want, you know. Um, and I think, as you say, having those set out um, will help you with, you know, the next ones and the next ones, because you're going to get more confident as you move on. Um, so like, Somebody listening today might decide, okay, it's January. I want to start a podcast. They may not not have thought about creating a series. So I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, talking of um, other little bits of advice, so, you know, as the saying goes, lights, camera, action, as they say. Yeah. You need equipment and you need editing software. They say they're, you know, it's great to have the idea, but sometimes people don't think you need... Other things, um, even hosting. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone starting out? And are those elements expensive? They can be
2: expensive. You can end up like me and have eight microphones because oh, you like wow. to start collecting wow. microphones. Yeah, I, I, I do love my microphones. <laughs> but the thing about it, photographers have like 500 different lenses, don't they? So I think it's only fair that I have eight, and it's only eight microphones at the moment, as it stands last count. But I say to people, if you're just starting, you're not sure, you just want to dip your toe in the water, don't go out and spend a lot of money because... I imagine that there's lots of microphones in cupboards that people have started a podcast and then they get this this thing that's called pod fade. It's you start off all enthusiastic and then I think it's about three to seven episodes in. you just stop because you haven't done the pre-planning, you haven't worked out where you're going with it. You've just gone, right, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to start talking. I've got all the the kits, all the gear, no idea. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, I've got to do this again next week. And I've given, I've told you, I've said everything in that first episode. Oh, done, dusted. Mm. It becomes difficult and and annoying to do. So I always say to people, right, don't go out and spend lots of money. There are ways and means of getting yourself sounding good, for pretty much zero pennies at all. The most important thing that you can do is sort out the room that you're recording in. So make sure there's lots of soft furnishings. If you're recording at home, make yourself, this is my favorite thing, and in winter it's brilliant, make yourself a little den out of blankets and duvets. (gasps) It's so much fun. You get all snuggled up.
1: I like the sound of that. All (laughs) snuggled (laughs) up.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant. You just make yourself a little den like you did when you were a kid Mm -hmm. in the lounge, wherever there's lots of stuff, wherever there's carpet on the floor, all that sort of thing. So you can make yourself a little den and... That sounds good. If you can't get yourself a little den, get yourself some cushions and surround yourself in cushions. You would have seen when everyone went into that first national lockdown last year, you saw lots of photos of radio journalists on Twitter in particular going, look at my home studio. And it was just their sofa cushions up against the a desk. And they made themselves a little box. And you can do that. That is all, that's what the, you know, the national journalists were doing. So anywhere that you can get soft furnishings, I have on my table where I'm talking to you now, there is a, a tablecloth. So it's, a, it's not a tablecloth, it's a blanket, but it just, it helps deaden that noise a little bit. I'm in the back bedroom, which is an utter mess, but that's okay because I've got big thick curtains. The utter mess is lots of clothes that need to go up in the attic. So that's helps with the soft furnishings issue as well. Yeah. Our charity shops for those for old fashioned big thick curtains and hang them up on the wall if you want to, and so treating the room and just making it all soft and lovely like a little cozy den will give you a far better result than the difference between say a £50 microphone and £120 microphone. Mm. And also you can record on your mobile phone. And everyone looks at me like I'm an utter lunatic when I say this, but you just need your voice memo app. And this, again, I've got a, a client who has done a hundred episodes using her phone and she records on her voice memo app the key to this, the absolute key to this is when you press record on your voice memo app, you hold the phone up to your ear and talk into it like you're having a conversation. Not like on The Apprentice when they go around speaking into the phone hands-free, like complete weirdos.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you have a conversation on, to, you're to you know to record your podcast like you're having a conversation with someone on the phone. Make sure you put your phone on do not disturb or airplane okay. mode, whichever is going to stop people ringing you halfway through so you don't deafen yourself with a phone call coming in. Yeah. But by doing that, you get the noise, background noise cancelling kicks in. And that's how phone microphones are designed to work. And it is an absolutely acceptable way of doing it. In fact, some of the uh, remote recordings that I've been doing when we're in lockdown or when if I've got a guest that's miles away, if their internet is a bit ropey, I'll still talk to them over Zoom, but I will get them to record their answers on their mobile phone in, in that way, send it to me, and it's a much better quality. So,
0: Right, that's interesting.
2: It's, so, like I say, you really don't need the big, expensive microphones. I would say get a few in the can first, using that way, and then once you know you love it, go and buy a microphone or two. Um, and or idiots. Or, or eight. eight. Oh, yeah, eight. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking about opening up a, um, like a, a care home for microphones because I feel like yeah, a
0: rescue, rescue a, home for, yes, a
2: rescue. Yeah, That's for, it. A oh, microphone my.
1: rescue, <laughs>
2: but you can also edit for free as well. There is a program called audacity, which you can download. It is free. I don't use it because I use a Different editing software because that's what I used when I was in radio, so I know all the, I know it's quicker for me to do yeah, that yeah, than yeah. to learn another one. Mm. But Audacity is absolutely fine for people to use, mm. and it's free. So yeah. you don't. The thing that will cost you is your hosting to start with, mm. and you can get hosting for all. You know, just have a nosy around and see what's out there. You can change hosts as well. If you start with one, you can move to a different host. You will lose the number of downloads when you move, but you can mm-hmm. keep a screenshot of them, but it's, you don't lose any of the previous episodes. It'll be, the stream keeps going as such. So you don't have to upload them all again or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Because people yeah. actually, I, I wanted to ask you that because a lot of people aren't sure, you know, that they hear about hosting and they're just thinking more websites and not understanding you need to host a podcast somewhere um, for it to stream. It doesn't just appear on, uh, you know, as you say. uh, um, My head's away today. I don't know what I'm trying. Where am I going with this, Philip?
2: (laughs) Podcast by magic. You need you need an RSS feed. Now there are people that will host it themselves. They'll generate their RSS feed themselves and then send those off to the different podcast players. I just yeah. think it's much easier to let someone else do that and get your and then you can get your analytics. You can get all sorts of things from them. Yeah, because friends
1: of mine just say, Oh, do you just put it straight up on Spotify? And I go, No, you have to host it.
2: But there's um, lots of different hosts out there, lots of different price points with lots of different different values as like as in what, what they're offering you. So Yeah, we use again,
0: um Podbean um yeah it's very simple mm. and it is like what Emer said it's like a, a mini landing page mini website landing page where there's the um banner headline banner image all of our shows are are shown there it allows you to auto distribute when we put up a new show it'll automatically send it to stitcher and uh, apple um google etc and then it generates the rss link for us to send it into spotify etc so yeah. uh Very easy, and as you said, it's it's a cheap one as well. So
2: yeah, I mean, you've got all the options from Anchor, which is free, um, but has slightly limited things that you can do with it. To you've got Libsyn, which are big in America. A lot of American podcasters use Libsyn. I have used a few over the years because I've just sort of been playing around with what I need and what I can, Mm. you know, what, what what benefits I get. And obviously, I look after. Like clients, I look after their hosting as well. So um, I've sort of, as I've grown from it, sort of thing, I've gone from having using Audio Boom. We only had one login for Audioboom, Boom. Great. Um, I've used Acast, and I'm now using Captivate. And um, I find Captivate it's not the cheapest, but the value I get from it is actually really good. I think it's um, a, a particularly, I'm a really impressive Captivate as a, as a hosting company.
0: Very good. Yeah, we must check that one out as well.
2: Yeah, I have an affiliate link. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We will, we will talk to you later. We
0: will, yes, we will. Uh, we will. Uh, you'll hook us up, as they say. I will. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, um, like Charlotte, you know, it's it's hard to believe. Um, we've about five minutes left. Uh, it's been a really interesting chat, especially from myself and Emer because obviously. We have a podcast that goes with the radio show, so we're getting lots of tips. So thank you so much for everything you're sharing. Um, We've got two last questions for you. I'll I'll lead off with one. Um, Obviously, you're the guest today. When it comes to having guests on your show, do you have any sort of advice you give clients from, say, the type of guests, how you should approach someone to invite them onto your show, etc.?
2: Yeah, there's a few different ways that you can do it. Now, what I will say is you've got to decide why, again, why you're having a guest mm. and what that guest is going to bring. Is it, uh, what value are they going to bring to your, to your listener? It shouldn't, you shouldn't have a guest just because you want to get to know that person a bit more. It's mm-hmm. got to be because your listener, your listener has to be the heart of every single decision you make. It's, I mean, there's been sometimes I've got, oh, I'd like to speak to that person because I really like them. And then I've just gone, but what will they bring to the show? It's just because I want to get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. I want to show off that I've got a podcast and will they come on my podcast so that we can yes. be friends kind of thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. which, you know, that could be a case of doing it. Also, you want to make sure that, you know, they're not necessarily stepping on your toes when it comes to your expertise as well. You don't want to be showing off to, especially if you've got a business podcast and you're trying to get more clients from it, you don't want to be showing off somebody else who is then going to be, everyone listening is going to go, Oh, I want to work with them. They're much better. Oh, that's that great. This kind of yeah. uh, defies yeah. the point of your podcast. When it comes to getting guests, um, I always tell this story that the, the amount of times I would Again, when I was working for the BBC it, at network, say so BBC Five Live, you'd think that you could ring up anyone and go, do you want to come on the radio? Be on BBC Radio Five Live. Five Live, it's national, you know. <laughs> the amount of no's that you get is wow. always going to be outnumbering the number of yeses. And that was the same when I worked in radio at every every level. And it's the same when I work with, with podcasts as well. Mm.
1: Mm. So in other words, do they feel a little bit more, um, oh, I don't want to be live? It's a bit like video. I don't want to be live. You know, it's, it's safer for them, maybe. is You have got that benefit that you can say, well, it's pre-recorded.
2: You're in control. If you go down a, a cul-de-sac and you can't reverse out of it, then mm. fine, start again. And I would always say to people before recording as well, say, this is pre-recorded. Uh, if you ever want to start different, go off on one. Not a problem. We just make it very clear. Mm. Um, so you've got to get that kind of stuff sorted. Don't not ask someone, Ask. Do the cheeky ask. There's nothing wrong with a cheeky. Ask. I'm a big fan of the cheeky asks. I would do that quite a lot. But find out who you need to ask first. So if you're trying to get the hold of a CEO of some company, ring up the company, or just ring their reception, and they'll probably have a press department or communications department, and ask and just say, "I want to do. I'm looking to do a podcast." interview with so and so who do i who do i need to speak to to get in, to sort this out or to try and arrange it and send an email emails are better than um for for me i i use emails because i get lost on social media messages it can be difficult for me to sort of find that paper trail hmm. uh, and emails everything's in the right place and again if you're heading for sort of a, a bigger name they'll have someone sorting their emails out. It's not going to get lost because they haven't got time to look at their, their, their DMs on Twitter or their DMs on Instagram or their DMs on, on, uh, on Facebook.
0: Mm.
2: You've Mm. got that paper trail and literally your subject just needs to be something really, really obvious interview request for whatever podcast and that's it. So they know exactly what it is and it'll be dealt with by the right person. Don't be afraid to chase. If you haven't heard anything, don't be afraid to give them a nudge on social media a little nudge, but don't be rude, essentially, is it? Mm-hmm. But, but when people say no, it is not a personal dig at you. It is just they're probably very busy yeah. and they've got to understand what, it, what, it, what it's going to get for them. So mm. I would always say, if you can get like a, a media sheet, which has your details, it has your reach, it has your engagement, has your downloads, a little bit like a little bio. So use the podcast brief as the basis of your press media kit and just say, look, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is who it's aimed at. This is what you'll get from coming on the podcast. You've got to make it easy for them to say yes and hard for them to say
1: no. Yeah. Well, I was glad you said yes, because you, you know why I would have chased you. <laughs> you hunted me down.
0: Would have, you, your life would have been a misery, Charlotte. She'd be on Scarborough Beach. And you (laughs) say, hi, remember me?
1: (laughs) I would, I would. So listen, Charlotte, it's been great today. I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, And uh, where can people find you uh, to chat more I am quite active on Instagram and LinkedIn
2: they're my two main uh, places that you can get hold of me so I am at Charlotte Foster Podcasts on Instagram and I've given myself the title of Podcast Queen on on LinkedIn because why not say, so, yeah it's just Charlotte Foster you. and I say Podcast Queen in, in the title <laughs> because why not? you know what I was born in Royal Berkshire very close to Windsor I mean it wasn't the right side but you know I was born I was I Ascot, I was born. You know, Royal Ascot. Well, it's not oh. Royal. I was born. Well, I, 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 I totally too.
1: agree. You know, where, with if <sighs> if the, the crime fits. That's what it I does. Think, you know? it, the tiara is a little wonky but we'll go with it Yeah, oh, yeah
0: yes. if, the mi- if the mic fits thanks <laughs> yes. yeah.
2: and, and I've got my podcast as well which I'm going to plug while I'm here it's called and you'll understand why I tell you not to call it this sort of thing it's called <laughs> to turn up the volume on your voice which has nothing to do with podcasts in the title and it is a terrible decision that I did that I called it that but there you go
0: but hey it worked for you so <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it definitely did
0: well, Charlotte, listen, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And- I've
1: loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Charlotte, uh, it's been great. And uh, lots of food for thought Philip, for us.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we will go forth now and apply a lot of this, uh, this education. Mm-hmm. And um, I suppose all I have to now say, Emer, is if you enjoyed the show and if Charlotte enjoyed today's show and our listeners enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South M website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2 p.m., I've been Philip with the Cardi Marketer.
1: And I've been Emer Duffy, our uh, Social media.
0: And we'll see you next Friday at 2 p.m. for more Let's Get Social.
1: See you then. Bye.